Hello, happy people. Welcome to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay with the Profitable Happiness Podcast. And boy, do I have a show for you today. It is my pleasure to introduce you to one of the top influencers online, C-Rock. Mike C-Rock Sirocco. How are you doing today, Mike? Doing fantastic, doctor. I'm so happy to be here. And I start every interview that I come on with gratitude because, you know, I'm very humbled to have the opportunity to share with, with you and your audience and anybody that would listen to me. So thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for having me. Well, you know, I have to thank you because remember how this kind of started. I saw a video of you, right? Walking down the street in slow motion and you look like a movie star. <laughs> you look so like in control of the situation and the music is all around and it's like you were actually helping people understand that they got to dig deep for what's inside them to bring out power i want to know how you became mike c-rock tell us how you created this in your life because it's it's yeah. powerful i'm telling you right now well, well thank you and and uh, you know i'm down in the miami design district in that video where there were models having photo shot uh, uh, photo shoots going on like uh -huh. literal like like very beautiful people taking, and I'm walking and I'm like, I don't belong here. Like what the <laughs> heck? But you know what? I just thought to myself, I don't care what people think. I'm going to roll with it and see what happens and just play the part. And, and you know what, man, do what your heart desires, do what you feel right. Don't worry about what other people think. Don't compare yourself to others. That was a great lesson for me mm -hmm. is these people are models getting paid to do it. And I'm down there doing it for fun. And it turned out great. And, you know, so that that's you know that's what my my motto is now is just just do it and don't worry about what people think you know yeah. I, I live off that now so C Rock started when I was in college I played college football and of course people have problems pronouncing my last name mm -hmm. and uh, so they said C Rock C Rock so I I let it go and stuck with stuck with me yeah growing up in an Italian neighborhood <clears throat> excuse me Italian neighborhood around Italians usually you don't get to pick your your nickname. And you just have to roll with whatever they give you. Cause if you complain about it, they'll just call call you that name more. So, <laughs> uh, so I was just happy that it wasn't tiny or shorty or something like that. So, um, but anyway, doctor, I come from a broken home. Um, I don't remember my parents together mm. and there was a spark that was lit when I was 11 years old. And I'm going to share that story with you real quick. So I went through a lot of conflict from eight to 11. My parents didn't get along. Step parents got into the mix. There was a lot of conflict. I'm not trying to bash anybody. I don't know the exact things that were going on. Um, I just, from a kid's point of view, telling you my perspective, yeah. it was tough, man. And there was a lot of conflict that was taken out on me, psychological, mental abuse that was you know, done to me as a kid. And from eight to 11, I was living with my dad at the time. And I decided at 10 and a half or 11 years old, I have to get out of here. This isn't good. Yeah. And I was, I was so thankful that I was like mature enough to be able to make that decision at that time. So- my mom filed court papers. She told me, if I do this, you need to stick to your guns because in life, when you believe in something, people are going to try to talk you out of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you need to make sure that you stick to it because they're going to try to match their agenda or, or, or justify their position in life by talking you out of it or chipping away at you. Just stick mm -hmm. to your guns. So I remember that. That stuck with me. And stubbornness was developed in me. And you know, by the way, stubbornness, stubbornness is a negative connotation word a lot. Oh, you're stubborn. You're hardheaded. I heard that a lot when I was a kid. Mm. But you know what? It's not the wrong thing when it's on the right thing. Ooh. And you know, wait, I, wait, you got to say that again. It's not yeah. the wrong thing when it's, wait, wait, how'd you say that? 
stubbornness is not the wrong thing when it's on the right thing. I love that. <laughs> and so I've, I've really become, you know, wearing that stubborn hardheadedness with a badge of honor at like a badge of honor. So when my dad got the court papers. I came home from school one day and uh, he, he sent me to my room and my hero was my dad. He had rough hands, real big forearms from laying brick and block all day. He had his own masonry business. I looked up to him, man. He always had a wad of hundred dollar bills in his pocket with a rubber band around it. Mm-hmm. And that just, that I just, that was cool to me, man. He used to flash it and show me what money got. And <laughs> yeah. So when I confirmed that I wanted to move in with my mom, he, he reiterated that, you know, my mom didn't have it that well. And I had everything I needed there and I stuck to my guns and he took that wad of hundred dollar bills out, peeled one off, crumpled it up and threw it at me and said, here, you're going to need this. Then when you're living on the streets with your mother and you know, I'm sure his feelings were hurt or he was, he, he was shocked. And I, and I'm sure that he was speaking out of emotion and I, yeah. I'm not taking that, you know, analyzing any further than that. But the point is, is I'm not living in victimhood and holding anything against him. I'm just saying that that was a spark that got fired up in me at that young age. And two things happened. One, the stubbornness kicked in, right? Yeah. The, you are the not right di- stubbornness, the right stubbornness. You are not dictating my future. You're not going to write my book. Mm. And the irony there is, is that my book has a lot to do with that spark that was lit. So he did yeah. kind of write the book. But uh, the other thing I thought about, my mom from a young age, doctor was telling me that I was going to be inspiring and leading people mm. from a young age where I didn't even remember like what that meant. Like I, I didn't even know what that meant at that time. And I just remember her always telling me that. And then I started acting and speaking and doing things that a leader would do, Yeah, which is helping people and building people and making other success or life easier. Mm. And uh, so that second thing I thought when he told me that was, you know what, I'm, I'm in an ordinary situation. I thought this is the way everybody had it. There's got to be other people that have been given up on and I'm going to be able to help them. And so that is when the fire in C-Rock got lit. Yeah. And for 30 years, I've been living off this fire. And I just about two years ago figured this out. I, I, I did an analysis of my life and what I've been driving on. And I came to realize that I've been living on rocket fuel. I've been converting Ooh, everything that comes to me. Everything I love that. That tries to stop me. I don't get paralyzed. I convert yeah. fuel and I take off. And, and I just want to teach people this because it's so powerful. Wow. So first of all, thank you so much for that story. Because you know what? You know, I went past your muscles and your, your C-Rock hat and your, and your logos. I, I, by the way, I have lo- my name logo on my love t-shirt it. too. So we're very similar that way. I went past what I could see, and I just saw this little boy growing up with the struggle. And, you know, it, it reminds me of what you have written behind you there, which is, what are you made of? And, and, I, and I could connect the dots from that little boy to this powerful human being that is helping others. And this book you've just talked about, The Rocket Fuel, tell us about that. Because as you've said, you sort of put, you've taken your 30 years of fire, you discovered the fuel, and you're putting it into this book. Tell us about the book. Yeah. So the book uh, was a concept that I just started journaling things. And I just said, you know what? I need to write a book and I need to get this out. Now, despite the fact that I didn't really like taking English class and writing class, and I wasn't a big fan of writing back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't bad at it, I would, would say, but I just, I, just, I just felt this, this need to get this information out. And yeah. I thought a book would be the best bet. Now, the other thing is I look at books like the 10X Rule and numerous other books, Think and Grow Rich. And then I look at other books that people put out and they just put the book out and they leave it. 
And mm. I said to myself, you know what? If I do this book, it's going to be a bestseller. I'm not going to do a book that's not going to be a bestseller. And it's not about ego. It's about the bestsellers can impact more people. That's right. And so from the start, I had it in my mind and the team that I had around me for the book, publisher and editor and the marketing guys, which is important, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I told them we're doing this as a bestseller. Every thought, word, action that we take has got to make this go towards being a bestseller. Mm. And that's the process that we took. And you know, the book strictly is about my life stories and anecdotes that I have mm-hmm. that all talk about how to convert anything that stops you in your life or slows you down or discourages you, mm-hmm. not just eliminate them, but convert them into rocket fuel so that you're not going back and see resilience is a word that I kind of uh, relate to, but it's not strong enough mm-hmm. because resiliency, the definition of resiliency is to get back to the original form. That's no good. If you have a setback or something like that, you don't want to go back to the original form. You want to blast off through that into outer space away from gravitational pull and suppressors. And that's why we talk about rocket fuel. That's what the book's about. It is simply a book that will, if you follow it and implement the things, you will become unstoppable. You know, one of the things I like about that concept you've just shared is that it's actually very much mapped to science. You know how they say energy is never really destroyed? You can't get rid of it. It's just always there, but in a different form. So like if you boil water, it might not be liquid, but it's going to become, you know, gaseous, right? And so on and so forth. And so what you're saying, if I'm understanding you correctly, is it doesn't matter what's happened to you in the past. It doesn't matter how bad things have been. It's not going to go away. So why not take it and convert it into a form that you can use to go forward? Is that kind of what you're saying? Yes, exactly. Ooh, I need to get that book. When is it coming out? It's coming out February 7th, 2021, and it is available for pre-sale right now at MikeCrock.com forward slash book. And that C-Rock is no K. MikeCrock, C-R-O-C.com forward slash book. Wow. So you know what? I would love to maybe step into the mind of your average reader, of your audience. I mean, first of all, you know, you, like me, you believe in helping people through content. You're, you're out there. You're not sitting in an office. <laughs> people see you. So who are the people who will benefit the most from your book, from, from the things you share? What mindset are they going through? What challenges do they need to sort of convert into rocket fuel? Well, you know, first of all, the people that I work with often uh, have the belief systems that they've been developed over years, years and years from the people that they've been around, the people that raised them, the experiences. And what happens is we start as kids with great imaginations. Mm. You know, we, we, we laugh, I don't know, 70 times a day when we're kids and more like under 10 when we're adults. Yeah. Uh, we have this great imagination. We can fly or run fast or jump high, or do whatever we want. We can be an We're going to become Superman, remember? <laughs> exactly. I was the Hulk, by the way. I love you the were Hulk. The, Hulk. <laughs> the green, incredible Hulk. But, uh, but, you know, the thing is, is that little by little, it chips away at us or cocoons us and we get caged up. And so if you're not conscious of this and you don't work to reprogram your belief system, mm. you get stuck in a cage. Now I was in there for years. I was, even though I had this sparklet, I still got every, just like everyone else. I was caged yeah. by all this, this belief, this limiting belief system. And so, you know, when I, when I became aware of what was going on, I met Grant Cardone and basically Grant Cardone, I read the 10 X rule and that book validated the animal that I am. 
Mm. Like, like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm so fired up in passion and yeah. I, I just had it inside because I was worried about what people think, mm-hmm. wasn't sure what it was going to do. The people around me didn't have that same energy. So I thought that I was crazy, but then when I read that 10 X rule and then I started hanging around the right people that thought bigger and were doing bigger things, mm-hmm. I realized I'm not the crazy one. The people <laughs> that around me that thought I was crazy were the crazy ones. They're mm-hmm. stuck in this cage and I'm busting out and I got validation to be the animal that I am. And so, you know, that that's, I'm looking for people that have been hardened and calloused by their life and the people that they surround themselves with and their experiences and want to show them that you can become unstoppable and indestructible if you just switch a few things. You know, I, I, I can't tell you how deep that is. You know, sometimes people hear things like someone may have just listened to you and not realize that what you've just said can change entire lives. <laughs> that little switch you're talking about. I mean, you know, there was a time in my life when I woke up one day and, and realized, why do we all put our money inside the banks? <laughs> what exactly is it? I mean, you know, they're not paying us anything to do it, really. I mean, what, right. 0.01% of something? I mean, what is that? And you realize it's because everybody else does it. They've created a norm. Yeah. And what you're saying, it sounds like, is we can bust out of our norms. We can look at things differently and it can make a big difference. That's kind of what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, here's something I want to point out to you, and you know this, but reality, what is reality? Mm. You know, reality is if, uh, you know, you and I are sitting in, in, a, in a street and we see a car and I say, Doctor, that's a car right there. And you go, yeah, that's a car right there. And we agree on that. That becomes real. Yes, it becomes Whatever real, you yeah. agree upon in your mind becomes real. But then if Joe comes walking up and says, no, that's an olive tree. And we say, Joe, that's Joe. a car. Joe. And, you say, and you agree with me, that's a car. Joe's crazy. <laughs> Joe is out there and we yeah. shun him. Yeah. Now, all Joe has to do, though, is get me or you to say and agree that that's an olive tree instead of a car. And then the person that doesn't agree and still thinks it's a car becomes crazy. Wow. So reality is what we agree upon. And the more people that agree upon it, the more real it gets. So what we have to do when I come up with a concept like this and, and or just the passion that I have with it and people look, like, look at me like I'm crazy, I am crazy until I find one person to join me. There you go. And then I, can, then I don't look crazy anymore. Then I have some kind of reality and agreement and then we add to it. And then before you know it, it grows like wildfire. And uh, that's what I'm trying to do with this. Uh, Well, let's say I'm not trying. I'm doing it. That's what you're going to make it happen. And uh, and, you know, that's that's what the mission is. I just want people to feel this energy that I have. And then that that allows them to open their ears a little bit. You know, you you are obviously I mean, as a speaker and a motivator, um, you, you you you've done your research and you've lived this. But for anyone who's listening and thinking, you know what, I kind of agree with him, you know, about this concept of reality and how I need to switch a few things. Do you have any quick tips that you could share? Maybe a couple of steps, two, yeah. three, four steps, or maybe there's a 12-step program. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no. do you have any tips for helping people begin to move in that power direction? Yeah. So this has got to be a proactive process. Okay. Mm. This isn't something where you're going to be in the middle of adversity and figure this out because the closer in proximity to adversity you are, the less light at the end of the tunnel, if any, that you see, less hope you have, the less clarity you have to think about. So this is a proactive process. So now's the time prior to anything happening like that 
to look at this. So the first thing to do is understand what I'm talking about. Understand that the things that stop you from your ideal life are not the encouraging people. It's not the wins. It's not the successes. It's mm-hmm. all the other toxic stuff. And if we can just, just, just for a second here, not just remove them, but take them and not put them in our trunk to weigh us down, but store them in our tank as fuel, rocket fuel. Mm-hmm. Again, we become unstoppable. So understand that concept. Now, the problem most people have is they have no idea what their ideal life would be or look like. So we need to get clear with our vision of what we want our life to look like. What do we want our families and relationships to look like? What do we want our business to look like? And get down to the granular detail and get really specific and clear with it. Once we have that, every decision that we make from there, thought, word, everything that we do should go towards that ideal life. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason we have to do that is because we need to be able to recognize as soon as possible, as quickly as possible, when a setback or discouragement or anything like that happens immediately. Speed is speed is crucial because what happens, and I'll give you an example of this real life situation just from today. Wow. From today. Okay. Just from today, this morning, I woke up at 530 for some reason. I usually get up around six. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't sleep. I was maybe we're closer to five. And I look at my phone and I see an email from one of our key employees and she was given her two weeks. And we're in a process right now. The mortgage rates are really low in the mortgage company. I mean, we just loans are coming in. That's a great problem. But the staff, we can't train them fast enough. We can't hire fast enough. Mm -hmm. So this is a setback for us. I know it as soon as I saw it, right? And what I did was I'm sitting there all alone. And and when in the morning time, when there's nobody else around and something like this happens, it's difficult because you don't have anybody to talk to or, or vent to or anything. But I was so thankful that I was proactive Mm-hmm. For myself and my team, I got a message right after that. This is 5.30 in the morning from my, uh, one of my other processors. Hey, I'm up if you want to talk. She had got the email as well, and she was prepared to take action no matter whether it was 5.30 or 10.30. Mm-hmm. She was ready to go. She understood the concept. Speed is the important part here. So now, instead of sitting and wallowing in it, playing in victimhood, trying to figure out why this is, mm-hmm. we had to take action immediately. Action solves all emotional holdbacks that you have. Sometimes we get stuck in these emotions and it's like, oh man, what was me? Uh, why would she do that? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. And it's not to be insensitive. I got to take care of me. I got to take care of my team. We got to take care of ourselves to get to where we're going. So immediately we took action, developed a plan this early in the morning so that when we had a meeting at 930 with our leadership team, that we were ready to go and organize and already had a plan in place to take off. Yeah. And so that wouldn't have happened if we weren't properly prepared, proactively on the rocket fuel concept, understanding that we need to look for the opportunity as fast as possible. And we did that. So that's real life right there. This is a, this is a, normally this would set companies back big time. Yeah. Yeah. But, but again, we prepared, we, pro, we were proactive and it made all the difference in the world. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I have to say that um, you actually uh, went to start answering a question that I was going to ask you, by the way, and, and you may not realize this, but I'm really intrigued by the fact that, you know, your book is coming out. You're, you're really an influencer generally about people, about leadership and, and things like that. But you're also an expert in a completely different industry, the mortgage industry, right? And you're yeah. leading a company. You're part of the you know, leadership team of a company that right. does mortgages. Right. How did you come up with this balance of this and this, you know, the, the whole influencer, the whole podcast host, the book, all those things. And you're not even talking about mortgages. 
<laughs> yeah. So how, how did you come up with that balance? Mortgages. I've been doing that since 2006 and that is our vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, but my passion is building people. And I found myself waking up every day, building people. Got it. And so then I was talking to my, my staff and saying, especially the sales guys, the loan officers, I was like, guys, we got to get out there. We got to become a celebrity in our space. You got to make phone calls. You got to get known this and that. Right. And I just, one day I woke up and I'm like, man, I got to show them how to do it. I can't just talk about it. Mm -hmm. I got to show them. So I said, you know what? I'm going to get known and I'm not going to just focus on locally. Our local markets, we need to get known in them. But let me just, again, 10X, this guy, Grant, (laughs) got me thinking. Yeah. Get known globally. Get known globally and the local market will take care of itself. So then I started thinking, okay, I'm building people in my organization, my 40 employees. Now it's time to go out and scale this thing and build other people, mm-hmm. help people uh, in other industries. So I started this podcast because that's the only way I knew that I could get uh, really exposure globally. Yeah. And yep. darn if it didn't, man. It was just yeah. like that, like all over the world, talking to people all over the world, podcasting with all people all over the world, getting messages from people that have listened to the podcast from Australia and India and UK and uh, South Africa. It's just amazing. Yeah. And so- that's how it happened. And then once I got a little taste of it, of how it feels to help people mm-hmm. and the feedback that you get, man, I was just, I was running, I was running like hard. So, yeah, yeah. I, I love what you said here. You got to become a celebrity in your space. You know, a lot of people think that this is about becoming a celebrity period, right? You got to pick your niche and you just got to just be that person that helps people through your podcast or through whatever your methods are. I love that approach. Um, I wonder how how do you see the topic of doing what you love, doing happiness, if you will, and making yeah. sure that that is somehow aligned with business profit. You know, not everyone yeah. gets to focus on something that they love as you're doing and still be successful. So it sounds to me like you found that building people is a common denominator on both yeah. the happiness side for you and the business side, and you've actually brought yeah. it together, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, first of all, let me say, I believe in God and I believe that I was put on this earth by my creator and uh, with a lot of blessings and a lot of potential, call it what you want to. And I don't know the limitation on it. Mm. So with that in mind, I feel like I need to prove that I've been blessed and have potential and sprinkle it around to people. So that's the, the premise that I operate off of. So the way I did this was I know I need to make money right? We got to make money. You got to take care of your people. You got to take care of your bills, your family, whatever. So what is your vehicles? You got what you have to ask yourself. Your mm-hmm. vehicle is whatever you're doing currently, you need to make sure that you're doing that to the best of your abilities, whether you like it, you're passionate about it. Too many people say, oh, I'm not passionate about it. That's why I'm not good. I'm not going to go hard. I'm just not passionate about it. Yeah. Well, you better get passionate about it for a period of time until you have that other thing you're passionate about making money. That's you need right. to do what you got to do in your vehicle, be the best that you can be at it, train, study, whatever you got to do. Once you get that going and there's enough money coming in there and it's stable and solid, find something else that you're passionate about that aligns with your vehicle. Because if you can find something that aligns with your vehicle, it's going to feed that too, while you can still do some passionate, passionate work. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if you find that you can't do that, then you may be in the wrong vehicle and you need to find a new vehicle that can bring money in first. Yeah. You know, too many people just chase things that don't make any money and then they, <laughs> then they're always broke. Yeah. So. I, I heard someone say that, um, look, if, if what you love doesn't make money. So for example, 
music. <laughs> if, if, if you make music and nobody wants to buy it because they can stream it for free on Spotify, what do you do, right? Um, I wonder if, if there's a strategy out there for people who just find themselves having a passion for something that doesn't make money. I have my approach, but what's, what's your thought on something like that? Um, yeah, that's a hobby. <laughs> I mean, hey, let's uh, I be mean, nice about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. It's what it is. I mean, if you're not making money, that's not a career or job. It's a, it's a hobby or, or uh, you know, it, you're doing nonprofit work. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what it is. I mean, yeah. I don't know what else to say. I mean, at the end of the day, you need to be able to, you need to be able to bring value to people and make money to pay your bills. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you're doing that in one fashion, in one form, and then you want to do something else that doesn't, that's up to you, man. But to yeah. me, I'm putting a lot of free value out with the podcast and a lot of content all over social media for free. Mm -hmm. And then, so when I work with someone, I don't have any problem whatsoever asking them for money for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, but, but I think the answer is in what you're doing, Rock. I think that you've found that building people, motivating people, speaking into people's lives and their hearts is, 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 is what makes you happy. It makes you profitable. It's successful right. for you. Right. So you're doing it in both places, your mortgage work and in your influencer and, and content work. I think that's the key is to find that middle thing that will support both making money and making you whole and happy. Right, right, right. Awesome. I agree. I agree. 100%. So, so besides the book, which we got to talk about just a little bit more, but besides the book, what else are you like excited about that you want to share? And then let's talk about the book specifically when it's coming out, what to expect and all that stuff, where to find uh, you. Well, the, the podcast and doing all the stuff online and uh, the networking that I've been doing mm -hmm. is the, the part that's been the most a blessing, I, I should say, is, is the connections that I've made and the people that I've been meeting. Yeah. Um, through COVID and what have you, like we, I've been meeting some of the greatest people, the greatest human beings, including yourself, well, uh, via this, you. via this method. I mean, it's just that's the thing I'm excited about. And you know what? The people that I meet, sometimes I may never talk to them again. Who knows? Yeah. But there's been people that I've met so far. There's one in particular person I'm thinking of that I went into business with, and we have a tech product right now that we're working on. Um. That, that wouldn't have came if this, I wasn't reaching out to people and connecting with people and what have you. I would have never have known if I just shut my head down to the, just did the mortgage thing all the, all the time. Yeah. Um, I've met some just fabulous, wonderful people and it's just an opportunity to uh, expand and then help those people as well. So, yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And in fact, in this, what has really been a tough year, I mean, <laughs> on anybody's scale, a really tough year, 2020. Um, going into the holidays, going into next year. I'm blessed to be surrounded by such positive people like yourself. Um, and it's this podcast that makes that happen for me. I mean, I really, I have to say for anyone out there who's thinking, how can I just break out of my shell? You know, um, go meet people, network. And the way to do it in COVID land today is get on Zoom or whatever, you know, and talk to people, talk to new people. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I think LinkedIn LinkedIn is a great place if uh, yeah. or any social media platform where you can direct message people and, and just say hi and introduce yourself. Don't try yeah. to get something out of them, but just introduce yourself. Absolutely. How can people uh, connect with you? What's the best place for people to come learn more? And then let's talk about how people can get a hold of your book and when and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, LinkedIn and Instagram are the two best places probably. Uh, Instagram, it's Mikey 
M-I-K-E-Y-C-R-O-C, C-Rock, Mikey C-Rock. And LinkedIn is fine too. I love engaging with people on the direct messages and Instagram and the, uh, and, and where they can find the book. Is that what you asked? Was that the other question? Yeah. Yeah. Mike C-Rock, Mike C-Rock.com forward slash book. It's called rocket fuel. Go get a copy. Awesome. Awesome. I just want to thank you so much for sharing some of your passion. And by the way, you got to tell me again, why did you make me look this way to understand what are you made of? What was this? What's the strategy behind that? (laughs) Well, money follows attention, according to Grant Cardone. So I, I just got to figure out ways to get attention. And one of the ways when we were working on the logo for people building, which is the little guy up there and yep. the upside down C and the two R's for C-Rock. Yep. And then I said, you know what? When the guy made the logo, he made, what are you made of like that? And I'm like, wait a minute, what does that say? Myself, <laughs> I said that. And so I'm like, well, that's it. Because I want people not just to, you got one or two seconds to grab people's attention. Absolutely. And yeah. so as soon as they see that, they're like, wait, what does that say? So yeah. if it's on things, you know, it takes, takes some extra time that they uh, get to spend looking at my logo. Wow. I love that. And it did, it did make me look twice. So I, I have to say you, you're right. It worked. <laughs> so Mike, thank you so much for being a guest on the Profitable Happiness Podcast. I thank pre- you so much for having me, man. I appreciate it. Had a great All time. Right. We'll talk soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. For more episodes, visit drpalay.com. And remember, get happy first and success will follow.